I'm Dan Lukowitz, your host of Dan on Top. Today, no exception, we've got another great guest, Michael Hamm, sales executive at Fidelity National Title. Mike, how you doing? What's up, Dan? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Love that microphone. Love that setup you got there, my friend. Thank you. It's it's uh, it takes. I mean, you're a podcaster. You get it. I like your little setup. I like the jingle you got going on. I love the how you groove it in. You're you're getting. I mean, the one thing about this platform, I can't use the green screen, so it looks a little bit kind of subpar. But you know, you got to go with a real mic. I mean, that's it. Just makes you look that much more legit. There you go. Love it. Love it. So look, before we get into what it is that you do, I want to know who you are. So tell us, who is Michael Ham? Who is Michael Ham? Wow. Um, I am. I mean, just from a job standpoint, I'm a title insurance sales rep. I know you said that before uh, for Fidelity National Title Group. But I mean, I like to say, and I this was I was at a guest on another podcast, and he called me the coolest guy in title insurance. So I think I'm the <laughs> coolest guy in title insurance because I don't know. I mean, you you probably talk to a lot more people on your show, maybe other title reps, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if there's another title rep doing the kind of stuff that I'm doing and kind of putting myself out there on social media like I am with the podcast on LinkedIn, on Instagram, doing all the stuff that I do. So um, that's who my cam. Is. He's the coolest guy in title, and I'm sure we're going to have a great time doing this episode here. There you go. Well, it's a good thing I'm not in title anymore. Otherwise, we might have had to, you know, duke that one out. But <laughs> I, I don't know if you know, I actually am a former sales executive at a title insurance agency. So I kind of understand exactly what you do, and, and I'm really glad that you'll be here explaining to people so I don't have to. Um, but yeah, thanks yeah, again, right. man, for, for, for coming on the show and taking the time. Of course. I appreciate you having me on. This was It was a good message to get. I was really pumped about it. Awesome. So let's jump right in. Tell people why title insurance. Why did I start in title insurance? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I graduated from the College of New Jersey 2012, had no idea what I wanted to do, political science degree, the whole thing. Um, started coaching college baseball right out of college. Mm-hmm. I did that for five years. Uh, the last school that I worked at was St. John Fisher College up in Rochester, New York. We went to the College World Series. We had kids get drafted. It was a great ride, great run, had a lot of fun. I was also a grad assistant, got a free MBA while I was up there. Um, finished up the MBA, so the job was over. Moved back to Jersey, back in with mom and dad to kind of hit the reset button on life. Got a job at an indoor sports facility um, in near my parents' house. Uh, my dad, uh, I, I did that for eight months, didn't really like it, wasn't a good fit for a variety of reasons. Uh, my dad's been, a, uh, he's regional counsel currently for Fidelity National Title Group um, in New Jersey and uh, Delaware. Um, but and he knew I was miserable and he was like, hey, you know, I know we need some salespeople. Uh, we got some that are retiring this year. We got some that are coming up for retirement. You know, what about title insurance? And I was like, I literally have no idea what title insurance is. I know you've been doing it for 35 years, but I just hear him like talk about stuff. And I'm like, boy, that sounds like it's boring as hell. But um, but yeah, so I just I wanted to try something else. So I tried it. I took the interview, um, got the job. And three and a half years later, here I am. And I guess, you know, you kind of say I fell into title insurance and it was something that you I mean, since you were in it, you kind of know. It's not something that is, uh, it's not the sexiest subject in real estate by any stretch of the imagination, but I have a lot of fun uh, doing it. I have a lot of fun working for the company that I work for um, and, you know, working with the clients that I do. Awesome. So give us a 30,000 foot overview on what is title insurance. Sure. Uh, So title insurance is different than any other kind of insurance you're ever going to buy in your entire life. So let's think car insurance, health insurance, life insurance. Those are premiums that you pay every month, once a year, whatever it is for anything that's going to happen in the future. 
uh, title insurance is different in that it's a one-time premium that you pay at your real estate closing, residential, commercial, doesn't doesn't matter, at your closing of, uh, for anything that's happened in the past on that property. So if there's a lien on the property, if there's an easement you know, through the backyard of the property, whatever it is, this will cover that type of stuff. Um, so if anything does come up later on, um, as long as you know it happened before you took ownership of the property, you'll be covered for for that stuff. Tell us about some crazy claims that you've seen. I know I've seen some crazy claims, but I want to hear from you. I actually don't get involved too much on the claim side, just because I mean we're such a big company, and I'm just a sales rep here in Jersey. So I basically just you know I just try to funnel deals into the into the uh, mothership, you know. So I'm not doing a ton of claim stuff. I mean I've heard some like goofy ones where. You know, like obviously you have extreme examples of like fraud where somebody that's selling the house doesn't actually own it or selling the property doesn't actually own it. Um, and then, you know, you'll have occasional ones where like I, I heard of one where it was like the neighbor. These people bought a house. The neighbor used to drive across the backyard of the house to get to his house instead of using his own backyard. And that became like a title claim because he said that he's been doing it for a long time <laughs> and he shouldn't be able to not be able to do it. Um, but uh but yeah, I don't get involved in a ton of claims. I'm sure, I mean, I know obviously that there are a ton, but because I don't, you know, once my part is done, I'm just keep moving forward trying to trying to get those get those deals in the door. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And listen, I give you a lot of credit as someone who formerly was there. I mean, at least here in Michigan, you know, Michigan, the rates are set by the state unless you're like a huge bank and then you can kind of uh, get a cheaper deal, of course. But um, we're not going to get too far into that uh, and my feelings on the matter. But um, I know that as a sales executive in, in that space, it was very challenging because uh, essentially I'm selling a product that is a set rate, right? So I can't compete on on price at all, not whatsoever. So I'm curious for you, you know, as a sales rep, how do you do that Sale. How do you make yourself set, set yourself, you know, apart from the other competitors? Yeah. Um, so, and it's the same here in Jersey. I mean, we're our rates are regulated by the DBI, so it doesn't matter who you go to; it's the same price for the same product, essentially. Um, so, it all comes down to relationships and service. Uh, so, when I started, I mean, this is maybe just like my own. Like, I, I'm not gonna, and this is gonna sound terrible. Like, waste my time on like small fish. Like I was in my head, I was like, I'm just going to go after like the biggest real estate attorneys in New Jersey, the biggest developers in New Jersey. I mean, I was 27 years old, had no idea what I was doing, no idea how to sell, no idea what title insurance was. And would go into these conversations or these meetings or whatever, um, and be like, Hey, you know, buy title insurance for me. And the same, almost it was the exact same answer. Every, every person I talked to, I've used the same person for 20, 25, sometimes more years. I'm not going to just switch to you. Like, even though, you know, you think who you are and you're like this confident young guy and loyalty is very important in this business. Um, so it really, like I said, comes down to relationships and service. So I kind of shifted my focus into, uh, smaller developers, younger attorneys at big law firms, people that I knew that were going to kind of grow with me. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I mean, I've been doing this for three and a half years. I started when I was 27. I'm 30 now. Um, and, you know, like those clients that I got early on are still my clients and loyalty is very important to me. Um, so I hope that in 20, 25 years, you know, there is something that I'm going to be able to say like, hey, they, they get that phone call from somebody like me now and they're going to be like, well, I use Mike. So that that's my guy and that's who I'm going to stick with. Um, and then for me, it's just kind of been like just different networking avenues, starting my own networking groups, um, young professionals groups, real estate focused events, um, just trying to like add some different values across, you know, 
everything. And now with the with 2020 being what it was, I started the Morning Spotlight, which is a podcast that primarily focuses on the real estate industry. Um, so just giving people a platform to come on and talk to my audience um, in a very like, you know, as you could tell, we, we kind of keep it pretty casual here at the Morning Spotlight um, and uh, just gives people a chance to network and market themselves and and talk to maybe some different people about whatever it is that they're doing in real estate. It's awesome. Well, you know, you've got a, a challenging job and it sounds like you definitely have the gumption and the drive that it takes to be super successful. And, you know, I like to think that that most jobs, especially in the real estate profession, whatever you're doing, it, there's an element of sales to it, right? So you being a sales guy, what advice do you have to our viewers in that uh, specifically regarding sales? It's all about building relationships. Like I'm not a hard sell guy. Um, I mean, I guess it would be a soft sell if it's not a hard sell, but it's all about building relationships and knowing what you can do for them beyond just what you sell. Um, so like for me, you know, when, it, when people ask me like, who, who do I want to network with? It's really anybody in the real estate industry, because I, sure. I'm, I think I've become pretty good at being able to connect people within the industry to kind of help make deals happen. Um, and when those deals happen, eventually someone is going to have to order title insurance. And, and hopefully because I set that relationship up at the outset, that kind of trickles back to me. So it's constantly being, uh, it's, you're a relationship builder, you're a people connector, you're, you know, a kingmaker, you're all that kind of stuff because you need to be able to be the guy that people go to when they have a question um, or they have, they, they need to meet somebody that works in, I don't know, industrial brokerage. I just pick a random thing, but that's what I would say. So for sales and like, I was never a sales guy before this. I've kind of had to learn how to do it on my own. Um, and sometimes maybe I do need to be a little bit more pushy, I guess, but that's never been my personality. So I, I but, and it's just worked for me the way I've been able to do it, just building relationships, becoming friends with the people that I do business with, because that's what this industry is. Like we just said before, it's relationships and service. It's the same product. It's the same price. It's the same everything. So you just got to be able to, you got to be top of mind whenever somebody thinks of you when they're ready to go, ready to buy title insurance. Yeah, absolutely. It is certainly all about the relationships in, in any of these uh, related industries. And I love what you're saying about making those connections. It sounds like you're one of those guys that is like what I love to do, which is provide value and everything else follows, right? If somebody needs something, if they need a connection, if they need a favor, if they need some information, they're going to feel that they can come to you. And if they get used to coming to you enough, eventually after providing all that value, the sale's going to follow, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then it, it's going to take time. And that was the one thing that I think early on that I didn't really understand. I was I was kind of saying to myself, I was very frustrated at the very beginning because I had no relationships. I had no clients, which meant I had no deals, which meant I had no money. So it was very <laughs> frustrating to kind of figure out like how I was going to make this work. And at the beginning, I was like very wishy-washy on the whole thing. And it wasn't until I just fully immersed myself in doing what I do and getting some good mentors along the way, um, you know, some guys that work in our New York City offices and people that work here in New Jersey with me, um, finding those people, learning what it was that they do, taking what I thought I could uh, implement in my own sales technique with the people that I work with um, and kind of going from there. So um, I hope that answers your question. I think it does, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I see All that right. you're a guy that's, that's hustling, that's working hard to provide value, building a brand, putting out content. You know, you've got your morning spotlight podcast. Talk to us about the importance of building a personal brand within a larger corporation, right? Because you're an individual guy working for a larger corporation, and I see you're building your personal brand. So talk to us a little bit about that process. Yeah, so um, that's something that I think is, is really important because it's easy to kind of fall in line with like the corporate structure and all that kind of stuff and kind of fit that mold. Um, but then you, you tend to kind of blend in 
with everybody. And and certainly it's like it's a fine line to walk because I am a sales rep for the largest direct operation title insurance underwriter in the country. And there's obviously like a brand that they have out there that they're trying to promote. And there's a maybe like a certain look or a certain vibe or a certain, you know, type of person that does what what we do. Um, and I think for me, like while that works and I've seen it work for me and there are uh, instances where I can utilize some of those things to make it work for me. Um, I want to make sure that like my personality is coming through because I want to be me. And people want to do business, and everybody says this, says this phrase, but it's true. People want to do business with the people that they know, like, and trust. Absolutely. And you could smell, you could smell a con artist or a fake person a mile away. Um, and I, I, at certain times, I felt like that was me because I was, you know, not that I won't wear a suit, but you know, I was like dressed in a suit and trying to be very professional. <laughs> and even the way when the show first started, like I was, you know, uh, like reading off a script, wearing a, sim a dress similar to you. And I'm not saying that's bad. It's just not me all the time. Um, and so like once I actually started leaning into my personality and, and doing the types of things that I was doing, um, I saw the show have more success. I saw the, um, you know, the, the, the sales end start to start, start to increase. And, you know, I was always kind of like a little bit wary about like, you know, maybe what do higher ups or bosses or whatever think of what I'm doing. And then at the beginning of this year, got a nice note from one of our, you know, the guy directly below the CEO. And he was like, hey, I love what you're doing. It seems like you're doing some great stuff. Keep up the good work. And that was like really reassuring for me that what I'm doing is they, at least people think it might work. And if it all goes, goes according to plan, I'm sure it will. Um, but yeah, it's all about building yourself up within a, a larger framework and using everything at your disposal. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, keep on keeping on. You do you. I love it. I'm really happy to hear that you've had that uh, success. And it, it is really great to see people within that larger corporation recognize the value of your personal brand. So that, that's really awesome. It's great to hear. Talk to us a little bit, Mike, about um, using social media to grow and build an audience. Uh, so that's, that's been something that I had dabbled with, um, prior to last year. And then obviously last year it became almost imperative that you put stuff out there to get people engaged with you and engaged in your content because you weren't always able to go see them, have lunch with them, you know, here in Jersey, everything was shut down basically from March all the way till June. Um, so, you know, for me, it was, it was imperative to try to figure out stuff that I could put out on LinkedIn or on now Instagram, I'm trying to get a little bit more involved with the advent of Clubhouse and doing all that kind of stuff too. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 to me, it's really important. And when I started, one of the things that I started to do after I was getting all those no's from those more experienced attorneys and wanted to shift my focus onto younger, you know, younger attorneys or small, smaller developers, whatever it was, I'm 30 years old. I grew up, not grew up, but I, I mean, I have a very good, very comfortable with social media. And the people that I was trying to market to are around my age. So they were also fairly comfortable on social media. And once I really started focusing on LinkedIn and trying to develop some question or uh, contacts through there, that's when things I saw really started to kind of uh, shift and kind of pick up some steam. Um, and that's where, you know, things started to really kind of change for me, I guess. So um, that's I mean, if, if you're not on social media, I know people are anti social media to a certain degree on certain platforms. And I get all of it. And so like, I think social media sometimes is a, is a dirty word and people don't want to, you know, they don't want to put themselves out there or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the more you do, especially in an environment like this, doing a podcast like you putting stuff on going on Clubhouse, going on LinkedIn, going on Instagram, going on wherever you go. It helps build that personal brand so people can feel, at least feel like they're connecting with you and getting to know, you know, who the authentic Mike Cam is, um, you know, and kind of, you know, hopefully building some relationships that way. 
Certainly, yeah, and it's it's never been more accessible. I, I definitely agree with you and would encourage anybody in our industry to consider doing the same. So listen, Mike, really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. We've got about a minute left. Is there any advice or words of wisdom that you want to close with? Just be yourself, man. That's the, it's hard enough being anybody else that you know it's 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 hard enough being yourself. So why would you try to be anybody else? Would you rather pay to see Elvis or an Elvis impersonator? So once I really started focusing on diving into who my cam was, kind of uh, running with that and leaning into my personality, that's when I started to see things change for me. And that would be the one piece of advice I would give to anybody: is just be authentic, be yourself, and that's it. That's all you really can do. Love it. Love it. Lean into who you are. Be yourself. Be authentic. You heard it here from Mike. Listen, I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. Mike Ham, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate you having me on, man. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you all soon.